Hello and welcome to the NRL Fantasy Podcast presented by Yui. We've had a week off for the representative round. We're all back in the studio. My name is Chris Kennedy. I'm joined by Don Brock and for the very final time, Steve Turner. Please don't leave us, Zap. Please don't leave us. <laughs> I'll be here in spirit, I think, TK. I'm sure I'll continue to um, the banter and <laughs> fantasy. It's We're at the back end of the run home in the fantasy. But yeah, obviously, as you said, a week off and... Mid-season player movement, so a lot to talk about. How many um, players will be impacted by fantasy? Who will be good? Mm. Who, who will be the winners? Who will be the losers? You're joining in on those mid-season movements, Zap. I am, yeah. Who knows? Doggies. I might even lace the boots up. Play, <laughs> placing most of them by the dogs, maybe. Mid-season transfer. Yeah. Use it. It's been a big week, hasn't it, news-wise? Oh, unbelievable. And, and like you said, Zap, a lot of it's uh, fantasy relevance. Quite a few popular fantasy players are going to be impacted positively or negatively. Um, let's get right into it. Uh, Thursday night, the Dragons up against Parramatta. Um, Dragons pretty much at full strength. Tyson Frizzell uh, has been rested. He's had a couple of really big origins. He did go off for a, um, an HIA assessment in Origin 2 on Sunday night, but he passed, and I'm told it's not concussion problems. He's just been given a general rest, but given his workload, that's not surprising. Um, Jack DeBellin, he's in there, despite copying another knock to his hip in Origin 1, in which he played pretty well, in my opinion. Um, other than that, Dragons, as per most weeks, not a great deal on the change front. Yeah, it's a bit surprising how many players they've named to back up, especially the two England stars who played in Denver uh, on the weekend. Um, are we expecting any late changes from them? They're playing mm. Parramatta, who they could probably beat without a few stars. Could probably afford to rest. And I was going to say, yeah. Lisa Armour was also back from Denver and yeah. he got back a bit later just because the Kiwis uh, got delayed out of there with some electrical storms. So he's had a very short turnaround. So Leeson. Could be late changes. We should at least... <coughs> no, pretty early. Uh, we're then playing on Thursday night. Um, Cameron McGuinness, I think, is the best buy of that lot. Um, he's one of half a dozen, six or eight uh, genuine keepers who play in the buy round next week as well. So uh, he's a good buy. Apart from that, yeah, same as we've been saying. Everywhere. Yeah, I don't think. I think maybe you know, looking at you know Jeremy Lattimore, maybe does he start? Move DeBellin back to the bench, obviously off the back of Origin, or does? Lattimore start and Graham or Vaughan go back to the bench but yeah. yeah look I mean as it stands they're they're still a pretty good side and as you said Dom it depends on I suppose how these um, mm. players back up from the Denver test with James Graham and Gareth Whitted but I can't see too many changes to that um, certainly certainly nothing long term that's going to influence fantasy coaches that much I don't think have to be tempted to rest one of the halves. Um, ben Hunt got a big working over in Origin, yeah, and with it, like physically said, and mentally, I think for Ben Hunt, I yeah, suppose it's uh, it's probably. I mean, he's copped a bit of criticism this week. Probably a bit of a chance for him to redeem himself, and yep. yeah, he'll want to play for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so they've got a big uh, reserves bench this week. Um, how many players? A couple, a few extra ones, so they could make a few changes. Blake Laurie's on the extended bench. Jaime Sele. Um, you know, we've seen Blake Laurie play only a few weeks ago, so yeah, mm. could be a week for them to make a few changes. But yeah, so. I guess mostly they're not really all that fantasy no. relevant anyway. Let's have a look at the uh, the Eels. Probably the big change there is Mitch Moses returns in the halves. It pu pushes uh, Clint Gutherson to fullback, Bevan French to wing. Josh Hoffman had a bit of a, a tough time of it last start. Is uh, is out of the team. Uh, Manamau unfortunately fractured a cheekbone in the uh, the Pacific Test, so he's out. Uh, as well as so they got a uh, Murata Nukore into the starting side. I think that's his first run on 13 start of his career. Um, not a great deal doing fantasy-wise other than probably Nathan Brown and uh, a guy who's still not in too many teams in Dan Alvaro scoring pretty well. 
Yeah, those guys have been the um, big performers uh, week in, week out since they've been there. Nathan Brown's been good the last few weeks. Would have had a good score last time, but went off with a arm corked arm, mm. I think. We think he's okay from that, though. Yep. Um, Clint Gutherson's <coughs> scoring potential probably hurt a bit. Do we think playing fullback rather than 5'8"? Yeah, but I think he's always got his fullback. I think he's, yeah, he's tried hard wise. in the halves, but yeah, yeah I think yeah. he's... He's, he's their best fullback, I think. Yeah. Clint, I think certainly it's his best spot, and the best spot for them is for him yeah, to be at fullback. Yeah. But I just think fantasy-wise, he tends to score a bit better at 5'8", where he does run the ball a lot, but he gets obviously 15 extra exactly. tackles compared to, to fullback. So as someone who, who bought him up on a bit of a gamble um, when I was going through a halves crisis a little while back when Happy and a few other guys were getting hurt, I was hoping he'd stay at 5'8 for uh, a little bit longer. Um, but yeah, fingers crossed he can get a few busts and breaks and tries. Um, at fullback, Nathan um, Brown, what average in what last three weeks? Fifty three, seven sixty k. But they've still got to buy, haven't they? The Eels by next week. Yeah, yeah, round yeah, yeah, yeah. So They've played the last rounds. So they've yeah. got round yeah. seventeen. Off, but so still, pick up. still good buy. Uh, pick up, I think, long term. Yeah, maybe not this week, but for less than eight hundred thousand, he should score fifty something a week. Yep, I like him. He's in my team. Somewhere to look at. Yeah, for sure. All right, Warriors up against the Sharks. Lots of talking points in this one. So we'll start with the Warriors. Um, they had three guys involved in Denver, which was Petahiku, Ken Mamalo, and Isaac Luke. They're all down in the um, the extended reserves list. Um, Steve Kearney's been saying for a while that the Denver guys won't play. So at this stage, we're not expecting those guys to be in the team. Um, good news there is that uh, Sean Johnson, Torhu Harris, and Roger Tuolasashek, who's probably, other than Hiku, their main three uh, fantasy-relevant guys, all should play. Um, Johnson and Torhu in particular have been scoring well when they're in and, and in lots and lots of teams. Um, otherwise, the changes, I think, Mannering starting, it's too short-term to be worth looking yeah. at. Fusatua has been going okay. He's back in the, the starting side. But, yeah, it's mostly those those test-relevant guys that are the big talking points. Yeah, and I think for overall points, you want probably at least two out of those three, two of us check. Uh, Johnson and uh, Toe Harris because they play in the buy round next week. Um, they're all pretty good value. Har um, two of us checks under 600 grand. Um, Sean Johnson's at 834, I think. I, I picked him up only yeah. two, three weeks ago. So Johnson's yeah, just been awesome all year. So I, I had a look at the numbers. I think there's eight players, you could say, are keepers um, who are playing next round who aren't going to play Origin instead. So I'm going scoring 50 points a game or an outside back who scores 40 points a game. So RTS gets in uh, in that bracket on 42 points. Johnson and Harris both scoring more than 50. So you probably need to get one or two or three of those guys if you're playing for overall points. But um, Steve Kerr's done, I suppose, fantasy coaches a bit of a favour resting. Definitely. RTS and Johnson. Mm. Johnson and Harris as well. Because as you say, CK, if you go off what he's done at the moment, if those blokes play in Denver, then... They probably don't mm. more than likely play this weekend. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah, he's pretty much done what he's, as you said, CK, what he yeah. said all along, but he'll rest those guys. I don't expect them to play. So, um, yeah, it should be a good game anyway. What do you think about Roger? Last five average of 45. I think he's got two scores in the teens this year, which is a bit alarming in terms of... I think of some of those scores in the teens too, CK. He's played well yeah. on the field. At least one of them I remember he scored yeah. really badly, but had a good game. Made but he yeah, hasn't got the... Yeah. Points in fantasy. He's, I mean, he's never really matched that one season at the Roosters where he played fullback and was just Ran for unbelievable. Yeah. Mm. Um, this year has been better than he was last year, certainly. Yeah. But um, yeah, I mean, f at wing of fullback, you want Ponga, you want Tedesco, and then that third spot, there's a few players you could go for, and he's one of them. 
Yep, for sure. But five eighty, it's a good price, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. For artists, yes. number, yeah. Definitely. Let's get stuck into some sharks news. Obviously, the uh, the big news out of Cronulla this week was Aaron Woods uh, finally got over the line. So he's uh, he's actually going to play this weekend after I think training at Canterbury in the morning on Tuesday. Yeah. Training it. The training too close. Space of twelve months. He's going to be has worn three jerseys. Yeah, yeah. Club in, it's a whirlwind. Four months. Um, Half a year. Certainly feel a bit for Woodsy. I think. Um, sort of stuffed around a little bit uh, just thanks to the, the salary cup situation that the dogs are in so hopefully he um, can find a bit of continuity there at Cronulla but obviously for Woodsy if he's in your team um, he's going to take a, a big hit to his scoring because he's gone back to the bench this weekend and as we've all said there's got so many strong middles it's all origin or ex-origin forwards in prior for Fita Gallon um, and then even the rest of the team I know they're not playing this week but Wade Graham and Luke Lewis to come yeah. back into that side so so many good forwards floating around um, probably the biggest concern is um, for Feeder, who's been one of the absolute standouts this year. Does he potentially lose some some stats or some minutes with Woodsy there? And also Gallon, who people are starting to pick up in the last couple. Yeah, of Yeah, they're starting to look a bit like the Dragons pack, which you know in previous years Jack DeBellin was a definite keeper, Paul Vaughan, um, and now they've got so many good players. You know James Graham, and now they've got all these players in the one pack. They all kind of share the points. Now the Sharks look like that. I mean they already had. As you said, ZK, a lot of star forwards. Now they have another one in the middle. So it's it's hard to see Gallon and Fafita both scoring as well as they have been doing. Now that there's another, you know, former test prop. I mean, he was playing for Australia last year, Wood, so, and he could play big minutes. So, oh, I'd imagine, yeah, like, he's obviously named this week. I'd imagine he'd only play maybe yeah, this week. 30 minutes, depending. Yeah. You know, if, if it all goes pear-shaped, he may play more. But I, I think the minutes will drop with... All those forwards, Woods, Pryor, Fafita and like, um, Gow. Fafita's had a big workload this year when they've been down on troops. He's played 70 or 80 minutes uh, once or twice, so they could give him a rest in the lead-up to the finals. So, yeah, I mean, fingers crossed he keeps playing 60-65, but yeah. you can easily see him playing 50 Especially with Matty Pryor playing Origin last weekend. Yeah. You had Fafita playing for Tonga last weekend. So, obviously, yeah. Woods didn't play. Gow obviously didn't play yeah. last weekend, so... I think, yeah, I think, unfortunately, I think Fafita's minutes on the field may be impacted. But yeah. surely, I mean, even with Woods going there, you want Fafita on the field for, for solid minutes, like at least 50, 55. He's clearly 70, 80 minute games are done unless there's another wave of yeah. injuries. But And he's a guy who can score 60 points in 55 and he's minutes. St- yeah, still such a damaging player, yeah, as yeah. you say. The Sharks aren't going to want to... Yeah, I guess weaken their on-field team just for the yeah. sake of giving the new guy more minutes. But um, but yeah, if they can yeah get the most out of all their players and give mm. them a bit of rest at the same time, they'll probably do it. We'll see how it goes. I mean, the, there's some few questions about Fafita, I think, and people are talking about whether to trade him out yet. That seems Ooh, way yeah, too soon. He's the best that. prop in the game this year so far, so just wait and see what happens. Ignoring the values, if you're trading him out, you've got to be trading in someone who's going to score better, and who does that leave you with? Yeah, there's not a lot of options. No. Um, Marty Tapao is... Tapao. I don't think he's gotten out of America yet. He's still, <laughs> still in San Francisco. <laughs> yeah, Tapao, Ryan James, but like... Mm. It's the explosiveness it's of thing. Andrew Fafita, which gives you yep. so many good points, the offloads and the tackle breaks. Yeah. Crab off field and score yeah. 20 points in one run is pretty valuable. Um, so yeah, Fafita definitely a hold for now. I'd be holding off on picking up Paul Gallon if anyone's uh, had him on the, on the buy list. Um, let's have a look at the Roosters up against the Storm Friday night, the, um, the Cooper Cronk Cup. 
<laughs> as we're calling it. Uh, Roosters still no Ryan Madison, who uh, it sounds like is having some lingering concussion yeah. issues um, from what was a fairly rough falcon about six <laughs> weeks ago. Copped a, um, a ball kick straight into his face. So he's uh, had wrist clean-out surgery, um, which is just about healed, but still no, still no Ryan Madison, unfortunately. Um, elsewhere, not a great deal to talk about Roosters-wise in terms of ch team changes. Joey Manu is, uh, is out suspended. The, um, the relevant fantasy origin guys all named to back up, like Tedesco and, uh, and Latrell Mitchell. Um, Corden obviously missing out due to that head knock at the end of Origin, but not a great deal of teams. Yeah, so Madison out is a real... Well, headache's not the right word, is it? But um, <laughs> Maybe it is the word. <laughs> yeah. So if you've got him still, I don't know. I mean, he's one of the go those guys I would have thought you'd hold, and the longer it yeah. goes on, the more you'd be inclined to maybe trade. It means Victor Radley starts again this week, and he's a really good scorer when he does get big minutes. So... Um, but then again, you don't want to bring him in if he's going to get bumped back to the bench sometime soon. So, yeah, yeah tricky time for all those Roosters forwards, I think. Latrell, yeah, uh, Tedesco is the one. I just, I think he's, you've seen what he can, how he can play at Origin level. It's just mm. you want to convert, bring convert that, that to yeah. mm. the the Roosters and how he plays. Um, Latrell as well. He's had two yeah. really big Origin games. Had some big moments. I think that's only going to help him in at NRL level. Um, you know, just take control a bit more if, you know, if they can get him, get him enough ball. And, you know, just see with Tedesco, he's just a man that wants to be on the ball, just wants to be around the ball. Yeah. yeah. Just so set in their structures or just, yeah, I mean, it's what the Roosters do, but, yeah. you know, you've seen, what he, I think he scored, what, over 100 fantasy points in that game, game one of Origin. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, even um, the second Origin game, I know, probably wasn't as big a game as he had in game one, but still so good. I just, yeah. 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 I think the way that Latrell has been coached by Brad Fittler at Origin yeah. is going to help him, like not mm. not having to complicate his head with you know reining it in and just being told to to back himself. And we saw, especially in Origin two, a couple of pretty big brain explosions, but um, didn't go back into his shell. He obviously yeah. scored a really powerful, important try in the second half. And and coming out of Origin one, he had that blistering uh, line break try assist. Um, backing up from, from Origin 1. So um, I, I guess from a fantasy coach point of view, you just want to see a bit more of it through 80 minutes because he can still sort of go quiet for 30, 40 Yeah, I mean, his confidence has got to be sky high. He now must know he can, you know, mm. handle it at the top level. So, you know, he's got to play like a star player. As a, as a biased uh, uh, Tedesco and Latrell Mitchell owner in fantasy, you do want to see the Roosters just kind of give it to those guys a bit. Yeah. Like, see him do something rather than the, these, you know, set plays they stick to. But... Um, but still, you know, I, I just think the Roosters are just going to improve in general from here to the run home. I think they're a huge premiership chance, and yeah. this is a, a massive game for them. Takiyahu, I thought he was um, yeah. pretty damn good on the weekend for Tonga last week. Yeah. He started in the on the right edge, I think. Yeah, on the right edge he was for Tonga. He was he was enormous for them. Mm. He was great in the World Cup too. I just I, I struggle to work out why the Roosters don't seem to be able to get the best out of him in the last twelve months or so. Maybe they will in the next couple of months. Yeah, well, could be, could be one to watch. Um, the Storm, a um, couple of changes there. Um, Sam Cassiano out for a Eight pretty long period weeks, of time. Yeah, yeah with a, a mm. knee injury. I think it was a PCL rupture. Yeah, um, well, early in the game, about three, four minutes into the game. Sounds nasty. Um, Billy Slater, he hasn't played for quite a long time. He was sensational in Origin 2, close to the best player on the field, if not the best player on the field. So he uh, makes his club comeback this weekend from a, um, a hamstring strain. 
Um, Fantasy-wise, um, I guess Cameron Smith yeah. is the one. He's arguably the man who decided this year's Origin Series, Cameron Smith, yeah. I reckon, <laughs> when he uh, announced his retirement from rep footy. Uh, he's been fantastic recently. Uh, I think he's going to keep scoring really highly during the Origin uh, period. I probably will have him captain this week. I don't remember if I did it last time. Yeah. Um, I had him captain last, or two weeks ago. He was my captain, yes. Yeah, so I think he's by far the best fantasy option at the Storm. Averaging just under 60. Yeah. Averaging 78 in his last three games. So good. So good. So good. That's all I've got. Base stats. (laughs) His base stats are so good. Yeah, and just it's going to be an interesting clash this Rooster Storm. It really is. Game managers, Cronk v Smith. Mm. Yeah, there's a lot going for it. There is a lot. lot. Oh yeah, the round. Oh, I think so. I think it is. Oh, um, yeah, I think it is the match of the round. Yeah, I mean personally, I'm looking forward to seeing what Callan Ponga can do to the Bulldogs this week. But apart from that, (laughs) (laughs) Ponga, yeah, he's. We'll we'll get to the night. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it's a big game for both. Sides, I think the Storm and um, the Roosters, but oh, yeah, Cameron Smith's been exceptional yeah. the last month. And you can see a bit. Well, obviously, you can see what Queensland have missed a bit, not having him there, just controlling the the big moments and everything else he's inbuilt out of dummy half and everything. But anyway, sure. importantly, he's giving it to us in uh, in fantasy. Yeah, if you don't have him now, just bring him in. Just, just get somehow get him up. <laughs> Back end his fantasy value. <laughs> Back end his contract. Yeah. Take out a loan, do what you've got to do. Um, next game of the round is the Panthers up against the Seagulls out there at Penrith. Um, Panthers have named pretty much everyone that they can um, to back up. Obviously, Campbell Gillard is out, which puts James Tamo into the starting team, Leota onto the interchange. Um, Liliami Kikau, um, we thought might be out for a little bit longer, but he's named to come back and also to start, which is great news for everyone who's still hanging on to him. Um, elsewhere in the team, fantasy talking points, um, James Maloney, Nathan Cleary. Uh, so long as Maloney's doing the, the kicking and the goal kicking, Cleary's probably not a buy, but could be very cheap in a couple of weeks if he does get the kicking back. Maloney's taken a little bit of a dip scoring-wise from when Cleary was out. Could almost be a sell. Um, anything else we're thinking with the Panthers? That's pretty much it. Kick our starts this week. He might not. I think Harawira Naira comes back next week. The Panthers say he's got a minor groin yep. uh, issue, so um, kick out might, might just have one more game in the starting side, but you know that's enough if you've got him in your team. Um, yeah, hopefully Cleary gets the goals back at some point if you've got him or if you're looking at I don't him. think he will. You think that's it? I think, that, I think that's it. Oh. I think they'll manage I reckon he his would've... workload too, like being a... Mm. You could, I think, more well, the Panthers played the Roosters after Origin One, and they were very flat. The Panthers, yeah, very flat. And you could, I think, you could even, I think, even I, I heard or saw Nathan speak after the game. You know, just trying to adapt to backing up from yeah. Origin yeah. And, and club level. And um, yeah, I, I think James Maloney will kick for the remainder of the season for the Panthers. How well is he going, Maloney? Oh, fantastic! I think he's become a wholly complete different player since he left the Sharks to go there and I think when Nathan got injured he's really I don't know became that he's always been a senior player but I think he's mm. he's so much a bit more, more so now qualities. like yeah. you know at the Sharks there's a lot of good senior players there have played rep footy whereas yeah the, at Penrith Maloney's you know they were considered a really young team for a long time and they still mm. kind of are but and Maloney's really the senior guy there especially when Cleary went and he's and Peter Wallace being you know, out yeah, injured exactly. and you know, retired. He was the, you know, he was probably the, the senior kind of guy there. Yeah. And now he's out. Maloney, it's just Maloney's team at the moment. Yeah. Well, that was, I think that's what 
even Origin two highlighted that that was James Maloney steered that team around. Yeah. yeah. And I think he almost probably felt himself that this is my team. I've got to yeah. guide Nathan to help him and guide yeah. this team around. And it was, yeah, I suppose. Yeah, he's been he's been pretty impressive. I don't I don't think you'll get the goal kicking. Yeah, I reckon he would have. I reckon he would have had um, a better chance of kicking goals. Strangely, if Cleary, if he wasn't playing Origin, the fact that he does play Origin next to Maloney, yep. and on that level, Maloney kicks the goals, which is for a lot of reasons. Great goal kicker. He's really experienced, so he's not going to get mm. stressed out by you know intense situations like a rookie might. So because they're kicking goal, you know, he's kicking goals beside Cleary in Origin. It obviously makes sense for him to keep kicking goals at club level as well. So, and it's hard. Might, to, he's and averaging he's just under two hundred and eighty yeah. kick meters a game. General play, James Maloney. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So majority of his majority of the kicking is coming from him yeah, as well, which is where Cleary's scored really well in the past as well. So, yeah, yeah it's a bit of a worry for Cleary owners. But, um, Potential yeah. price drop, you reckon, see, in the uh, next month? Well, it's yeah. dropping already. It's, it's yeah. still yeah. dropping. Yes. Yeah. So, I mean, the the question is if he does get the the stats and the kicks and everything back he'll be at a really attractive price to then yep. pick up as a, a cut price keeper, but that's got to happen first. So, I mean, ideally, a couple more weeks of price drops, and then once he's levelled out, gets the, the kicking duties back, we can all pick him up nice and cheap. That's a big if. Um, let's have a look at the Sea Eagles. A few changes mm -hmm. there. So they've named Manasseh Fanu to start at hooker. Obviously, Jackson Hastings has, uh, has been discarded from the books. Um, so they've now got no... Hookers, no fit hookers in their top 30, so they're hoping that will give them clearance to play Manasi Fanu, who's not been promoted to their top 30 so far, as I understand it. Um, correct me if I'm wrong. Surely Hastings' exit frees up that spot for him to play. I mean, I would have thought so, but I don't then think it's it obviously becomes a salary cap issue because if he's on the rookie list or outside that, he's obviously outside the top 30, then to get him into the top 30 becomes on a minimum wage contract and yeah. does that become a salary cap issue for the manly side again? I feel like... Especially if they're still paying freight for Hastings and he's on the cap. Yeah. Well, Hastings is looking like getting a gig in the Super League. I don't know how quickly that can happen. You know, the... Mm. Well, it hasn't happened yet. June 30 is Saturday, so... Um, so Lewis Brown must be... He's injured. He's, he's got injured. a shoulder injury for oh, next month, so... So Finu is it, so they're desperate for him to play. Surely they do whatever they can to get him in um, yeah. by the weekend. I um, think he'll play. The question for me is if he's only in under an exemption as a development yeah, player and he's not in the top 30, then when Lewis Brown is fit in three or four weeks, does that mean he's the, the exemption is revoked for Finu? Yeah. is out for the year, so he's not a factor. He's a self of fantasy and he's, he's not going to impact this hooker rotation. Mm. But if um, yeah, if Lewis Brown comes back, does that mean Farno is no longer eligible for this exemption and, and gets pulled? Yeah, big questions. I mean, oh. mainly well, topic for another day. But the top thirty, I've just <laughs> so complicated for the fan out there to understand that a player outside the top thirty can't play unless, as you say, CK this exemption. Yeah, I mean, put forward to the the general idea is that every team has the same salary cap to spend on thirty players. So if you spend that on 30 players and then you start using extra players on top of that, you're obviously getting an advantage theoretically on other teams. So I can see why they do it, but it does get tricky in these situations where Manly's got injuries and players mm. leaving and uh, etc. Yeah, so I guess fantasy-wise... We've still got Matty Wright on the interchange, man. They, they do, do, play, do still have him. He has spent 
bit of time at number nine this year. So <laughs> the answer at hooker. No. So we expect Fonu to play for the next month at least until Brown comes back. I do. And then yes. after that, really don't know really. I mean, they do play <laughs> on Saturday, so we should know by June 30, which is Saturday, what their situation is, whether he's officially in the squad or allowed to play for mm. the, rest of the season or not. I mean, we'd like to know before Thursday night so we can sort of Ideally, clean our yeah. trades before the round starts. Yeah. I mean, I guess if you're buying him for fantasy, you're doing it mainly as a cash out because he's yeah. based so price. They do have a buy next week, mainly too, though. Yeah, it's not a game missed. So I guess you're mostly buying him for the money he frees up. Um, then I guess as a cash cow, he might play three games, mm. which will earn you a bit of money. I mean, he might play the rest of the year. Who he might play the rest of the year. And then as a backup option, like, as a scorer. But I don't really think if you buy him, you, you want to be using him as a scorer. He's a hooker. Everyone's really got at least two hookers in their squad, you would think. Um, so he's yeah. the third or fourth best hooker in your 25. So I don't know. I kind of, I don't like, I, I still like him as a buy, but mostly as a, he frees up money and you can spend that somewhere else. Um, there's another really cheap rookie in this week who I probably prefer for that reason. But... Yeah, hopefully we'll find out before the end of the week. Mm. Yes. Situation is. But then if he does, as you say, if he is, if they do get the exemption and he is in the top 30, then there's yeah. every chance he spends the best case remainder he, of the year there. Yeah, best case yeah. he plays 50, 60 minutes at least at hooker every the week. Next yeah, eight or nine weeks. Potential there is you know, great for a yeah. fantasy scorer. Mm. So there's a lot of upside, but there's a lot of question marks as well. Mm. I mean, it's no guarantee as well. We've seen Jeremy Marshall King go to hooker and average sort of low 20s in 60 minutes sure. at, at number nine. So there's still a bit of a question mark there. But as you say, it's more of a cash out than a genuine cash cow or scorer. Yeah. Um, still on Manly, um, Trent Hodkinson is the one to miss out with uh, Dylan Walker's return. Hodkinson goes back to the bench. He has had a few, I guess, little defensive um, issues, especially with his lateral movement um, over the, the time that he's been back at Manly. Um, Walker comes back after being jobbed in the face by Curtis Scott a little while ago. So mm -hmm. he's uh, he's back at 5'8", where without wanting to sound uncharitable, he hasn't really excelled in the past, is it fair to say? That's fair to say. They've yeah. tried a lot of options at 5'8", this year, Manly, and they're going back to the start a bit with Walker. Um, one of the upsides there on Hodkinson being on the bench is that Daly Cherry Evans yep. kicks goals again, which is good for DCE's fantasy scoring, uh, which I'm happy about. Um, yeah. Oh, the other thing I guess is Martin Tapao. Yeah, I was, I was about to get to that. <laughs> Poor old Will he Marty. turn up at? <laughs> will he turn up at uh, Penrith Park? I think. I think so. We're recording this on Wednesday morning, and I think he's currently in the air from San Francisco. Oh, so he has got on the plane. The last tweet from him was a couple in, of hours ago inside San Fran Airport. I just find it so weird. So he's riding solo, coming back. He was the last guy to leave for some reason, from the New Zealand squad, from Denver. Then his flight got delayed a couple of times. You wonder why they don't fly all back together. Yeah, I don't know why. Well, once the original one got cancelled due to the electrical storm, they had to start trying to siphon them off onto other flights and they couldn't just fit everyone on the same. So, you know, we can fit three or yeah. we can fit eight or whatever. He's a hard guy to fit on. Yeah, he's a whole road of <laughs> Imagine how angry Martin Tapao is right Well, you can read about it on his Twitter yeah. account. I right wouldn't now. want he's to let the world Yeah. yeah. Um, so anyway, hopefully he comes back and plays. I mean, Manly needs every star player they've got um, mm. he's been fantastic fantasy wise so. yeah. well Trent Barrett had the Travoyevich boys out of the Coogee Hotel at 6 or 6.30am on Monday morning to get back to training because he wants everyone on deck he must be absolutely fuming that Tapao's still stuck yeah. in the Northern Hemisphere um, but yeah we are expecting Tapao to play we think he's en route back he won't have a long 
turnaround. The good won't. news is he might be extremely, extremely angry by the time the game starts. <laughs> so yeah, fingers crossed. Angry to power might lead to lots of tackle busts and offloads and run meters. So uh, watch this space. If you own him at this point, we don't think you need to be worried about him missing the game. You talk about the five eight position just quickly on Manly CK and Dom. Tom Wright in the reserves. He's a, mm. he's a good young kid, and you know, yeah. I'm like you, say, I don't think Dylan Walker's best position is six. I think he's mm. a genuine centre. Oh, so. He's a world class centre. Yeah, yeah it'd be interesting to see whether Tom Wright gets more of game time towards the back end of the year, in particular. Um, yeah, I can either on the see. bench or in that number six jersey. Yeah. Six is probably his spot. Tom yeah. Wright. I know yeah. he can play centre and a few other spots, fullback, but um, yeah, I think six is his his spot yeah. moving forward. That team could change next round easily. That oh. team, so. Yeah, a lot could change it, Manly. <laughs> 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 Quick reminder before we get any further into the podcast that NRL Fantasy is sponsored by Yui. Yui customers have saved over $1 million with Yui Rewards on offers like $30 off Ticketek vouchers. Visit yui.com.au slash rewards for more details. Game five of the round is the Knights up against the Bulldogs. We'll start with Newcastle. Um, Lachlan Fitzgibbon out suspended is the major change. Sam Stone starts. Lehman in on the bench. Callum Ponga. Can we just talk about Callum Ponga for the rest of the podcast? How good this is Ponga? kid is amazing. That Origin debut, I'm just, I'm still trying to process what I saw. I went back and I watched some of his tackles. Obviously, he made about 30 of them, and there was some where he was leading the contact and driving. He drove Latrell Mitchell back 15 meters. Mm. He got a little bit of help from McCulloch, and he just drove Latrell Mitchell back 15 meters towards his own goal line out of 30 tackles that he made, and he made a 50 meter line break, almost won the game for him. Played 55 minutes at lock. He's a 20-year-old fullback. What a freak. Yeah. I mean, he's played... What, a, a 24 few, NRL games or 25 yeah, NRL games. and a few of them on the wing and the rest of them at fullback. And so they play him in the middle forwards for 55 Just minutes tackle, in origin Jeff. for the first time. Just leave him out there. And he did the job. I, it was weird because I was, I was thinking they were going to misuse him by putting him on too late, Queensland. And mm. if anything, they probably misused him by putting him on too early and just stuck him in the middle but as you say he played great and um, came up with a big line break at the end uh, 30 tackles is way more than he makes makes out four and a half or five a game he's made 68 this year in, in 15 yeah, NRL games yeah. Yeah. he's got almost halfway to that in one origin so hopefully he's not too exhausted uh, well I don't think so he didn't uh, look, no, he even after fine. the game he was he was asked what's the difference between origin and public and he said nothing yeah <laughs> like, <laughs> what's a 20-year-old kid you notice a big step up and he goes, yeah, no, not really. Just the mental just fortitude of this kid is unbelievable. 116 tackle breaks for the season, number one in the NRL. Yeah, and I think line break assists he's leading the NRL with in as well. So, right. uh, yeah, and this could be a week for a few more tackle breaks and line breaks. Uh, for the Knights, a few people are talking about whether it's worth considering making him captain this week. Big you call. Should have made him captain last week. Scored <laughs> eighty nine last week. Well, you know, it's not the worst week to yeah. gamble on a we fullback. Generally, counsel against captaining a back unless you really need to gamble. But this week against the Dogs team, we're about to talk about missing a couple of their best players. Mm -hmm. Ponga has averaged seventy one points in the last three weeks. Yep. Last three games. Yep. Sixty three for the last five. I reckon he could put on a bit of a score this weekend. Yes, I'm thinking about it. The I'm legitimately thinking about captaining Callum Ponga over Cameron Smith this weekend. We'll see what happens when we get to game day. Yep. We'll get to Thursday night. Anyway, that's enough That's enough Ponga talk. We can There's do that not much podcast. else to talk about at the night other than Ponga. Is <laughs> Have we mentioned anyone else? Yeah, it's given out. <coughs> but fantasy-wise, you know, Ponga is it. Yeah, Mitch Pearce probably back. Um, we'll be thinking after the 
the buy. I, I, I think would, so. I would think after the buy, yeah. Um, yeah. So squeeze those last couple of dollars out of Jack Cogger for Cogger owners. Brock yep. Lamb is uh, doesn't look like playing NRL again this year unless there's more injuries. So he's a sell. Uh, let's talk about the dogs. They've lost Moses Mbai, who was their best player in a poor loss to the Titans last start. Um, he's gone to the Tigers. Um, they've lost Aaron Woods, we've already spoken about. He's gone to the Sharks. Um, it's getting a little bit um, thin, the decks there. Um, yeah, John Olive has managed to be dropped despite still no Josh Morris and Moses Mbai mm. moving, which puts Hopawati back to, to fullback. So even though there's centres missing, John Olive's still been dropped after. You'd have to say some defensive shortcomings in his couple of games there. Yeah, plus injuries um, for Tyler Mariners out. Um, yep. Uh, with a broken hand, I think. Uh, Karen Foran's out for the season. Yep. Um, this has all kind of hit them all at once, the dogs. So yep. it's a rough week for them. The upshot, I guess, f- for fantasy coaches is um, uh, Lachlan Lewis is going to play his first game in the halves at 5 8th. Um, very cheap. The other big kind of cash out option of the week. Um, don't know what his job security is going to be like, but with four and out, they've dropped Matt Frawley, I think, this week. So, yes. Um, you know, it's the situation where he could give a rookie half an extended run in a team. Um, the other thing, Reese Martin's getting back in the starting side this week with Fatala Mariner out, which is mm. good news for him. I don't know how long term that's going to be. But Sniped five from five. I think, and I think Reese Martin will play 80 minutes. When I look at the bench, yeah. Fulalo, mm, Offahiki Ogden, and Greg Eastwood are all meals and tights. Yeah. So, and does he kick goals? Carrot Holland is the, the oh, new Holland's in there, so. Mm. Holland's a good goal kicker, but he's got a few. He's got the odd shank in him as well. The thing is, Reese Martin's been kicking for the kick for Papua New Guinea on the weekend, but he's been kicking when he has played in the ISP because yep. Holland has spent on the yeah, bench majority of this year on the bench. Yeah, yeah, for the first grade team. So there's a good chance Martin kicks. Even if he doesn't, his fantasy scoring's been tremendous this year. Yes, and he's averaging over fifty. I yeah, think, I think fifty-five. Yeah. So. Yeah. Hopefully he hits that up. The Bulldogs are another team that uh, plays in the buy round next week. So for overall, uh, he's a really good option. Um, yeah, I mean, he might go back to the bench when when Rafe comes back into the starting team. But um, Depends how long the broken hand is. Well, yeah. Talking about six weeks, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, month, if it's four to six weeks, then I'd imagine Reese Martin will, yeah, you almost could see the season out in the back row. Yeah, well, fing- so. fingers crossed for those of us who have him. So, yeah, a lot of bad news for the dogs, but some good news for fantasy coaches. Do you expect New Brown to spend time at number nine, I would imagine? Yep. Bench, yeah, Michael Leishy hasn't, hasn't played too many 80-minute games this year, Michael Leishy, when he's been at nine. I don't think he's expected to play 80. Yeah. No, and Hopper obviously playing in the one. It's not a unfamiliar position. Yeah. Hopper, he was outstanding on the weekend for Tonga. He was brilliant yeah. in that game. Yeah. yeah. And not just, like, generally his fullback play, we, we see a lot of carries. A lot of metres. Um, a lot of metres, but his ball playing he was, was setting up I think in 2016, yeah, 2016 he wore the number one jersey for the Dogs and he was yeah. exceptional. I think he even had a 300 metre game. Mm. Hopper. I think that might have been the game he came back from the broken yes. ice soccer. Mm. He had about six game. weeks yeah, out at yeah, the start yeah, of the year, came back and made yeah. 300 metres. So, so he does are you rating him a, a, a sneaky option? Hop on and yeah. back. And I see. I think he's. I think the thing, he will give you the runs and run meters. Yeah. That's the thing that he'll give you. Yeah. And you know, we saw on the weekend he can create a few tries. He scored a try himself. Mm. So, I mean, a bit left field. more left field. Keep an eye on. But um, yeah, I mm. think the big one there is 
Reece Martin and maybe potentially yeah. Lachlan, Lachlan Lewis. He's the nephew of the great Wally. Yeah, he's Reece Martin. So I mean, no obviously missed the jump yeah. on, on buying him, but for those many of us that have yeah. him, having him back in the starting side, Scold. Um, Hopper uh, averaging just under 40 this year and priced accordingly. Okay. So it's not a. So he's not super cheap. Not a huge. Yeah, what is he? 524,000. Yeah. So he can potentially add. I mean, if you, d yeah. you, you got him in the centres and at winger fullback, so. If you're looking for a centre, he could always bump that an up. Option. He could always bump that up to fifty in the next. See how it goes. I mean, obviously, it would help if the dogs, you know, score some points yeah. and gets involved. So it's hard yeah. to know how that's going to go. Moses Embai has been one of their best fantasy scorers this year. So, yeah, I mean, even yeah. though they're not scoring points, it's still possible to do. Marcelo Montoya shifted into the centres from the wing. Mm. Yeah, I don't know if he's played much there. I've only no, seen him on the wing. No, I think against the Titans, Remus Smith was in the. Yeah, they've centers, swapped yeah. this way. They have swapped. And wing, yeah. yeah, see how they go. Plenty of changes. Lots of changes. We think in Lachlan Lewis will get a few games in the half? Uh, I think so. He's, only, he's been knocking on the door playing ISP. Um, he's mm. he spent a bit of time in the halves and he's spent a bit of time in the centres in the ISP team for yeah, the Dogs. Okay. So um, a big size of a kid for a 5'8". Left foot yeah. kicker. Mm -hmm. I'd imagine he'd do a... I think he'll do a fair bit There's of There's going to be some kicking on offer there in that team with Embiid did a lot of kicking at yeah, the yeah. back. He's gone. Hopper can't kick, obviously. I think Lachlan Lewis will do a fair bit. He's got a big kick on him, left foot kick. Yep. Mm. Jerry Marshall King, what, right footer. So, yeah, I think yeah. Lachlan Lewis may get some base stats from yeah. general play kicking this week. I was, at, um, I was at the Belmore trial at the start of the year where they beat um, Penrith and we're all death riding Anthony Griffin mm. and Penrith aren't going to be good this year. Um, and I, I spoke to, first of all, Lachlan Lewis had a good game. He played, I think, 40-ish minutes, played about a half. And, and he looked, he had some classy touches. I think he scored or set up a try on the, the right edge, running a nice line. Um, like he said, Zap a, a decent size for a half. And he had, a, had some nice touches about him. So um, I don't know if he's going to come in and be a superstar straight away, but he had a bit of potential. And I spoke to Dean Pay afterwards, and he was quite, uh, at this stage, we were thinking, you know, if it's going to be Foran's team and Frawley will get the start in the halves and New Brown's around. And, and Dean Pay, even at that point, was quite bullish on Jeremy Marshall. King and uh, and Lockie Lewis, um, so he's been on the radar for a while. So hopefully he gets a, a little bit of a run for those of us who do decide to pick him up this week. That's enough Bulldogs talks. Have a look at the Broncos up against the Raiders. Um, Broncos players mostly named to uh, to back up. Um, personally, to be at a Pango Junior starting mm. is is great news. I was at Shark Park two weeks ago when he got his ribs crunched. He was on track for a boomer, having scored early and then sadly went off early also. But um, him back in the starting side's good news. Yeah, do we think he's a chance of keeping that spot for the rest of the season? I mean, so Matt Gillett is going to come back at yeah. some point, but we don't really know when. It was thought it was going to be in the next couple of weeks, but yeah, we haven't heard much, so it could be longer than that. Um, We've also got Corbin Sims on the way back from Yeah, the, true. Was it a broken cheek? So, yeah. And Alex Glenn's on the bench. He's on the Alex bench. So started last game, did he? I, I think, think it was named. I think they swapped. Yeah. I yeah. feel like Pangai. Jumped ahead of him. Pangai was named on the bench, then he ended up yeah, starting. Yeah, started, yeah. Points after. Scored a try with yeah. Brisbane's first touch and then unfortunately yeah. got hurt. So Pangai might be ahead of Glenn in the pecking order at the moment anyway. Um, Jaden Sue is the other one who obviously can play big minutes, so I feel like one of them is going to stick around at this, yeah. at this rate when Gillette comes back. It's hard to know who. Um, but if you've got Pangai at the moment, you know, happy days. Certainly a hold for now, yeah. Um, not really much else to talk about fantasy wise at the Broncos. Haven't we got a team? McCulloch's probably a, Oates a big one. Sarko have been good this year, haven't they? They have. Oates has been tremendous. Tremendous. How good was that try? Oh. Mm. 
It was fantastic to try. But Jermaine Osaka got his first Kiwi jersey mm. last yeah. weekend and probably deserves it. Yes, yeah, it was well earned. It was a bit of a, an up and down game for for Jermaine over there in Denver, but um, yeah, it's certainly a huge prospect. Having a look at the uh, the Raiders, Josh Hodgson comes into the starting side after absolutely blitzing his um, ACL return from the bench last start. Uh, Junior Paulo needed to come back from a, um, a longish foot layoff um, with Luke Bateman ruled out for a while. Uh, fantasy wise, I guess. Silver Havili's the sell with uh, with Hodgson yep. returning. They've got some outside backs who can score points, but haven't really been getting the job done fantasy wise this year. Yeah, I mean last round they were all pretty good. Leilu got a fifty. I think Hodgson being there in general helps the Raiders attack a lot, yep. and that means that there's more scoring chances for those outside backs. You know, we've talked about them all year, but they've been good in the past. So yeah, if you're looking for a centre, I wouldn't mind gambling on. Um, Croker or Lelua or even Kotrick, um, who can play in both those outside back positions. Um, I mean, who knows what they're going to score week to week, but they all did pretty well last round and could get a 40 or 50 on any given week. Ricky will persist with um, Havili on the bench for the remainder of the year? Uh, it's hard. I mean, I guess there's... And if he does, does he play uh, in the nine or do you keep Hodgson there for 80 now? Well, I think they play Hodgson for as long as they. Yeah, yeah. Get what do you have? Thirty. I just saw you had thirty-nine points in. What do you play about 60, 55 or sixty? Yeah. Points? He's one of those guys who can. His fantasy scores don't always reflect how good he is as a yep. player because he doesn't get through a huge amount of tackles as a Cameron Smith or someone. But um, yeah, I mean the Raiders now are a real chance of a late charge. There, I think ninth on the ladder. Hodgson's their best player. They played the wrong massive game because yeah. I think they're four points behind. The Broncos at the moment who are eight. Yeah, yeah. So this so could be a huge. They have to yeah. win if they want to play finals footy. Yeah. So they're going to be trying to get everything they can out of Hodgson in the run home. So, yeah, Havili, yeah, his minutes would dry up. You'd think, or um, yeah, definitely, definitely sell now. Yeah, you're right. This is an absolute four-point game for Raiders if they're going to make a charge. Brisbane's probably the team that they're going to have to knock out. Yep. Um, and they're not so impacted by Origin apart from Papali. Yeah. So yeah. next weekend they. Raiders play yeah, next weekend. They do play, so they're not impacted by Origin. Yeah, in one they're a real chance, I think. Yeah, if the Broncos slip up a bit, that um that Jordan Ruppin injury was a massive blow for them. But yeah, just I think with Hodgson yeah. back, they're they're a huge chance. They, they need to win this one though against Brisbane. Um, next game up is Leichhardt Oval on Sunday afternoon. The Tigers up against the Titans. The Robbie Farrow returns straight to Leichhardt Oval. Who writes his scripts? Um, Moses Embai also starting, so Farron and Embai both straight into the starting team and in the spine, so in two of the key playmaker positions, going to be very much a new look Tigers. Um, scrapped their way to defend to some victories at the start of the year. Wheels started to fall off the bus a little bit through the mid-season. Last start against Canberra was awful. Um, they need to get their defence back in order and they need to find some points, so Embai and, and Farrow should help there. What are the fantasy implications? Are these guys buys, buys a hold? Uh, who gets the goals? A lot yeah, going on here. There's heaps going on, isn't there? So, um, okay, yeah. So we'll start with the goals, I guess, with Embai. Pretty much, so Embai and Mast, Eastside Masters have been kicking this year. They've both been really good fantasy scorers, uh, but only one can kick goals now. So whoever keeps the goals is probably uh, worth holding. Whoever isn't is going to start going backwards. So. I've got mm. Masters, so I hope Masters keeps yeah. kicking. Uh, Zap, you've got... I've got Moses and Boy, yeah. yeah. I was so actually going to just look at their percentages. Who's the better yeah. goal kicker? 
I was out at uh, Concord yesterday because Robbie Farrow was up for media and talking to a few people, and I got the impression, nothing official, but got the impression that um, Moses was a pretty strong chance of, of taking the goals off Essan, who started the year as a backup goal mm. kicker to Tui Lola Hare. So I feel like it's probably going to land with, with Moses. Yes. Which we shall see. Good news for you and not good news for me. <laughs> uh, Either way, I think it will be good news for... Moses Zembai owners or good news mm. for Isan Marston's owners? I mean, I mean, the Tigers in general, I think these two are, are really good buyers for... Yeah. A attack is what they needed to improve all yeah. year and they've just brought in two really good attacking uh, options. Zembai uh, gives them a lot. Robbie Farah's, you know, done it all before. Obviously a bit of a colourful history with the Tigers and a long one, but um, I think he's a really good pick-up from them. They yeah. needed a specialist. Hooker, Number nine, yeah. 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 I mean, for those who, who aren't aware, Jacob Little, who's their, their future long-term hooker, had uh, both shoulders reconstructed in the off-season, had a delayed start to the year for that reason, um, ended up cracking his sternum as well, was trying to play through that. He's just had a lot of injury dramas, that's affected his confidence. So he's plugging away in ISP at the moment. He'll spend the rest of the year sort of under the tutelage of, of Robbie Farrow with a view to him hitting the ground running next year. He might get some time off the bench this year, although that would probably be less likely once Benji Marshall's back. Um, point of that long-winded story is uh, is Robbie Farris, the main man at, at hooker for the rest of the year, um, had two really good games for Souths when mm. Damien Cook was out. The question being, does he, he looks set for 80 minutes this week. They've got four forwards on the bench. Unless they want to shoehorn Elijah Taylor back in there, you'd think Robbie Farrow plays 80. What happens when Benji Marshall and Josh Reynolds are it's, both here? It's the big question. So if he's an 80-minute... So right now, Robbie Farrow's got, I think, the second-best average in fantasy in the whole comp this year from his two games. He scored yep. in the 60s both games. Um, we know he's an 80-minute player. He's done it in those games. He's done it in the past. Um, last Origin Series he played a couple of years ago, he played the whole 80 in all three games. Um, he can still do it. Uh, but will he at the Tigers? The Tigers this year, I had a look at the numbers there. Starting hooker has averaged 47 minutes a game. They've really been sharing it. Uh, Josh Reynolds, obviously, has been used a lot as a bench yeah. you know, utility, bench hooker. So, And they're going to try, you expect, to play Reynolds and Benji Marshall in the same 17 when they're both fit. But do they keep Farrah on the field anyway and play Reynolds as an extra man or...? I, I think so. I think you got to keep Farrah at nine. If you play, if you play, if he's an able hooker, you keep him at nine. I think for Josh, this is a massive opportunity for Josh Reynolds. He he was signed yeah. to the club to be As their number six. Mm. So he, we've seen, you know, Luke Brooks and Benji Marshall have been, you know, their start to the season was exceptional. Benji was so good for Brooks. I, I think the Tigers are the number one team in the comp for force drop, like forcing goal yeah, and drop outs. So mm. yeah, this is a big opportunity for Josh Reynolds because they just had. Dom, he has been a... I think he gives you more options as a bench player, whereas Benji's a genuine... Yeah. Genuine yeah. Six. It'd be Benji... Yeah, you'd assume Benji makes sense as a starter and yeah. Reynolds off the bench. Benji, you know, he doesn't have the same zip he had when he was younger. He's a game-managing half more than an explosive yeah. running yeah. half, whereas Reynolds has just still got that, even though he's, you know, pushing up towards 30 now, he's got that high-octane, you know, energy. You can just throw him out there. He can jump in a dummy half, put him as, you know, edge-back yeah. rower and just throw himself he's around. He's had a couple of hamstring injuries this year. Yeah. Shoulder injury. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, so, yeah. So, I guess the Tigers want to use probably both of them, which then... I think they will, yeah. Does that so. mean... Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like, uh, talking about whether Farrah gets bench time, South Sydney, as a comparison, which is where Farrah just was, they, for a couple, well, last year at least, 
they split the time of Farah and Cook all year. They Didn't swapped. Work. Started exactly. Yeah. And so this year they just went. Now nah, Cook's an eighty-minute player. We're just playing him in eighty for eighty minutes. It's you know Cook's going to get a Kangaroos jersey at the end of the year. He's been fantastic. So it makes a lot of sense if they if the Tigers see Farah as an eighty-minute guy. Yeah. It gives him a lot. Just play him for eighty and work your team around that. So I don't know. And if he does play eighty, he's really good value. He's five hundred and seventy. Yeah, K, which is about a forty-point player, makes tackles. Yeah, probably worth a high thirties, but he could score easily fifties. He scored sixty twice already, makes heaps of tackles. You know, kicks, He's a kicking runs, number nine. does everything really, apart from kicking goals. Um, I think he scored mm. forty-seven a game in his last game last year, maybe at the Tigers or maybe the year before that. But fifty-five and then sixties the year before that. He used to rival. Cameron Smith yeah. is the best fantasy option there is. So, yeah. So if you think he's going to play eighty, then he's a really good buy this week. He's quite cheap. His price will go up in the next, certainly yeah. after this round. Um, that but first when game, he uh, took over from Cook in round thirteen when Cook was out for Origin. He had eighteen demerits in sixty-four. And still scored sixty-four. Still yeah. scored sixty-four. Yeah. So, yeah, he can do a lot. So, the tricky thing is we won't really know until Benji comes back. He's expected back in round eighteen how the Tigers are going to line up. Yep. And as we've seen, they've been happy to tweak their team oh, week to week. All, week, all year, yeah. yeah mm. so. Nofaloom is the other one. Mm. Yeah. And I mean, Nofaloom suffers with uh, with Moses being there because yep. that pushes Corey Thompson into the wing rotation. Mm. So there's an extra sort of winger floating. I guess Kevin Agama moves to centre for Mahi Fanua, so that alleviates it a bit. Yeah. Um, and Fanua out as well is yep. a real pain for those who have yeah. him. Probably a sell. I don't know when he's going to come back from a basically the season. Broken yeah. arm, yeah. This might be the last couple of weeks he gets back, but that's best case. Yeah, so I don't know if we answer any headaches, but uh, it's all very interesting. I think it's almost probably wait and see how they play this week. Yeah, except if you want Farah at his best value, then yeah. stand yeah. up now. He's going to make money this because they're on. Yeah. yeah, they play next weekend too. Yeah, Tigers. Uh, do they? Do they? I'm not sure. Don't know. Have to check. Funny there was some way. <laughs> Anyway, have a look. anyway, if you're listening, um, just Google it. Yeah, they don't. They don't play. They got they the bye next week. Don't play. Bye. Um, so yeah, I think Farah's probably a buy, but not a risk-free buy. Yeah, it's don't, a bit of a game. Don't rush him in, but if he suits your your squad strategy, then he's probably yeah. He's someone to stick on the bench, uh, who might give you fifty, potentially fifty-five points a game at yeah. really good value, but he also might be a forty-point player. Who, Spends a bit of time on the bench, so yeah, just be wary of that. Absolutely. Okay, they're up against the Titans, who are close to unchanged. They're, they get Jared Wallace back, who missed the last club game through suspension. That pushes Stockwell to the bench and Ball to the reserves. Otherwise, they're unchanged. Um, the Origin players they do have, or the rep players they do have, all named to back up. Fantasy-wise, um, probably Ryan James is the one worth talking about. He's had a couple of booming games of late, and now that it looks like he's not going to play Origin 3, he does play the round 17 by round. Mm. Yeah, so he looks like a really good pickup on current form. Um, one of the frustrating things for him is when he was so close to being picked in Origin 1 and then Campbell Gillard got injured and between Origin 1 and Origin 2 he played probably his best two games of the season, certainly yep. fantasy-wise. Scored two against the Dogs. Yeah, scored, yeah, so he's got three tries in two weeks, got scores of 180 um, yep. in those two weeks. So. Uh, which means his price is taking off right now. I think he's about eight thirty grand or something, which is yeah uh, getting pricey. But if he can keep anything like this up, he 
is going to be a really good option. Just be wary. As we mentioned before, he's kind of can be up and down. Can score in the 40s for a few weeks and then bust out these huge scores. So, um, yeah. But if you're looking for another keeper for round 17, he's a he's a good. As long as he didn't get picked for Origin. So I guess if there's another injury to the any middle forward for the Blues now, sh- surely this time yeah. they have to go to Ryan. Oh, you'd imagine it was all Brad Fittler. Yeah, I think he said in, when he had to pick between I mean, James and Pry, he said himself, "Will there CK said I've had to have some tough conversations yeah. with Ryan over the last couple of weeks, and yeah. Yeah. oh, he'd be disappointed." And I suppose, and I think that's a big thing Freddie's made is the fact that these players go back to club land and play good, and you'd mm. almost sense that. Yeah, you know, Ryan James feels, probably feels like he's got a bit of a point to prove that. Mm. You know, I am capable of playing at yeah. that level. So yeah, so it would be a headache if you bought in this week with an eye on the buy round, and then any one of the middle forwards for the Blues gets injured this weekend and then James gets called up and misses around 17 mm. anyway. Um, but I guess that's the kind of thing's a risk. It's most weeks. fantasy. Yeah. You know, there's always the risk of injuries with, with any sort of trade. Um, moving on, we get to the last game of the round, which is the Rabbitohs up against the Cowboys. Rabbitohs have pretty much named everyone, I think, to back up three Burgess brothers who are actually in Eng- England, a um, bunch of Tonga reps, um, you know the the origin guys, Inglis, Gagai, Cook. Um, who's the other one? Uh, oh, Crichton. Crichton. So you've yeah. forgotten Angus Crichton. How could I, I in my team? Us. How could yeah. I forget Crichton? So yeah, they're all named. Um, a whole bunch of fantasy relevant guys, but obviously it's been you know a week between games, so they should mostly be okay. Yeah, it means Cameron Murray comes off the bench again uh, this week. So if you haven't sold him already, he's probably a sell soonish. Mm. Um, what else we got? Damien Cooks, Robert Cook. Jennings. That left side, the left side yeah. for the Bunnies. Like, was it yeah. two weeks ago when they played the Eels? It was just destroyed them. Destroyed yeah. like that left edge has been great yeah. all year, but obviously they don't get to play Parramatta's right edge. Yeah, they do get everywhere. to play a struggling Cowboys team. Yeah, so I'd yeah, imagine that right edge for the Cowboys is Lock, is Kyle Felt, and I think Anari Tuala is the right side yeah, centre yeah, up definitely. against GI. So. Um, and you know if Tamare Martin is the three in there, mm. so not a. Yeah, I wouldn't say a very. Yeah, you know, it's, it's yeah. You know, Tawala and Tamare Martin, not a lot of first grade games between the two yeah. of those. Mm. So, yeah, that left side for the Rabbitohs, like Robert Jennings, could have another day out. CK. Yeah, I'd I'd be reluctant to buy him in <laughs> fantasy though. <laughs> based um, on that. Based on that. Um, but yeah, I think it's basically steady as she goes for the Rabbitohs. We've mostly got. You know, Cook and Crichton, if we want them. Yeah. Um, Burgesses are probably sharing the points around a bit too much to be a, a genuine. And last time they played the Rabbitohs off the back of Origin, they rested all their stars and yeah. still beat the Titans. I mean, yeah. not, not convincingly, they scrapped to a win, but they. Yeah, it looks like they did. Yeah. They've got a good squad there this year. Yeah, and it looks like with a week, a week yeah. to back up. That was the very short they're they're everyone, Wednesday so. night. Yep. Um, Cowboys, um, unfortunately, Michael Morgan um, ruptured biceps out for the season, which means Lachlan Coote gets another crack at fullback. Antonio Winnerstein gets recalled after being dropped, so I don't know if he sort of ticked a few boxes that the coach set for him, but he's back in. Um, Fantasy-wise, it's basically the Jason Tamalolo show up there. There's a few guys running, yeah. Ari Tuala, who's been going pretty well, but other than that, it's basically, basically Tamalolo. Yeah, thank God for Tamalolo if you're a Cowboys fan right now. Um, he's providing kind of all the highlights by himself. That Tonga try he set up on the weekend was amazing, where he's yeah. 
just sidestepping guys and um, yeah, so his machine, uh, he will probably be a really good scorer for the rest of the run home, the captaincy option, I think. Um, he's going to have his work cut out for him against the Burgess boys oh, and the Rabbitohs this week. work cut out. Cohen here, so I need a bit more from him, the Cowboys. Yeah. I thought he was very, very quiet in origin too. Yeah. He was really almost unsighted. 17 minutes? Or yeah. yeah. What's, he, what's he in the team for if you're only going to give him 17 minutes? Yeah, so it's, yeah, there's not a lot coming from the Cowboys, unfortunately. And so it's crazy because they sit towards the bottom of the ladder, but still they're not a side that you write off. Well, the it's start of the season, eight. they were a lot of people's favourite to win that well, comp. I think <laughs> I had them winning the comp. Yeah. They would have been a majority of people's top two. Yeah. Yeah. Just but it's just gone. Yeah, well, I thought they were overhyped and I still had them at fourth or something. So <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, they've just been way off and for a lot of reasons, but um, yeah, hopefully yeah. Tamalolo can... Carry them to a few more wins. That's all the teams. Let's get cracking into some uh, some Twitter questions. Start with Sean McBay. Do you see Fafita being a seller in the next few weeks? Asked about Robbie Farah. Um, head-to-head question, currently third with 15 trades left. Should I try and save as many possible for finals time? Um, start off with Fafita. I don't think, uh, unless we see his minutes drop below 40. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think, um, yeah, for, so he's, he's been the best. Uh, prop in fantasy just ahead of T'Pau, who could have a quiet week as well this week, as we've discussed. So, um, yeah, I'd, I don't think you trade him out. Um, mm. Wait and see what happens this week. But, yeah, it would be a sideways trade at best to somebody else, and trades are at a premium these days, although he says he has a lot. Um, yeah. For Just jump ahead to his co- trades question. For head-to-head, you obviously want as many trades as possible for the finals, yep. like as close to eight as possible. Um, but if you have six trades left for the finals, that should do you. With 15 now, you can probably... Uh, I'm sitting on, I think, 11 heading into this weekend. Yep. Um, I think 15 now is pretty healthy. You can yeah, probably definitely. afford to, to use a couple. Yeah, I've got 10. I mean, you just try to get to your best 17 as fast as possible and yeah. save a few trades for the for the finals. Yeah, for sure. Uh, next question from John Campbell. Guys, do I go Cam Murray to Robbie Farah or Murray to two of us at Sheck? Already got uh, Cam Smith and Damien Cook. Playing for overall, um, and it sort of depends on team balance a bit. If you're getting a, a hooker or a fullback in, yeah, it's really how how good your third fullback is. Yeah, if you need another fullback, then get Tuvasa check. If you can just stick someone on your bench, then Farah is a little cheaper and will pro- probably yeah. well he'll definitely score better if he plays 80 minutes a week. Yeah, so playing for overall, he probably would want. Um, Roger for round 18, yeah, given yeah. Farrah won't play, so yeah, that's a big factor to look at as well. But uh, on balance, I think Farrah's the better buy, but obviously Roger gets a go in, in round Yeah, extra 18, 40 points or something next week. Relevant. Yep. Um, Lachlan Mead, would Trent Merrin and Money to Power now become cut price keepers with RCG out for basically the rest of the season? Well, he'll be back like well into the, the season still, Campbell Gillard, and I think um, Tamo's days as a fantasy force probably behind him. Yeah, I think he's oh, yeah. starting. I don't know if he got too many good forwards out there. But yeah. Exactly, yeah. Um, uh, and Campbell Gillard's not a big stats guy. Like, he's an impact no, guy. Sure. It's the, you know, Kick it's out and Fisher Harris have been the guns out there this year. Yeah, mm-hmm. and even those guys are scoring in the 40s. So you want yeah. someone to score at least 50 points a game. So Merritt and Tamo haven't really showed they're going to do that. So I would mm. stay clear until they start scoring big. Yeah. Isn't it, I think, Isaiah Yeo's their best fantasy? Yeah, with 45. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I can't really see any of those guys being worth a, uh, a purchase. 
Our old friend, the Mount Smart Joker, writes in, is James Tedesco a must-have? If not, then who out of Ferguson to us to check in by for the last wing fullback spot? Um, I think Teddy is a must-have. He's in the top two. Yeah, yeah. I bought him for round one. For yeah, I started with him. Yeah, and he probably, it's more, if you're looking towards finals, it's, unless the Tigers can do something, you'd imagine the Warriors are going to be playing finals football. So, yeah. RTS is probably the... Out of those three. Yeah, yeah. I think Mbai is tricky to buy at this point, going to a new club. Ferguson's, that's been really good, made a lot of metres, but mm, yeah. um, RTS probably the best of them. But yeah, if you can afford Tedesco, then get Tedesco. I think I'd be buying Mbai out of those three if I was going to buy one ahead of Toolbar. Yeah, can will he still get the kick metres and the goals? I mean, if he gets Probably, goals. I mean, kick metres maybe not. Might get a bit more uh, attacking involvement. Um, yeah. With the Tigers do a bit of a rejig. I'm, th I'm thinking he's probably going to get goals, so that won't. Mm. Um, you know, he's averaged I think about five points fantasy points per week from goals across the season. That could go up if he. Tigers. I mean, the at the very least, Tigers take a lot of penalty goals, so yeah, some easy points there. True. Uh, all right, split decision on the uh, on the last wing fullback spot. Another one from Mount Smart Joe. Before we move on, Ryan James ran for feeder for the run home. I wouldn't be buying for feeder, I don't think, yeah. at the moment until I saw what happened. So I guess that makes the answer Ryan James. Yeah, any other time I'd be saying for feeder for sure, but yeah. James is coming off two massive scores for feeder. has got these big question marks. So I guess right now, Ryan James is the better option. For sure. Callum Smith asks, who's the better buy for a cheapy wing fullback, Kurt Mann or Sione Katoa? What do you reckon? I've got Katoa. I got him when he was really cheap. Kurt Mann's also quite cheap. And looks 294 like for Kurt Mann. Yeah. And Katoa, 277. Kurt Mann got, what, 45 last game? Yeah, but he's so got a try. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and that's got to be the case. Like, it's going to be a try or not much. But he looks like he's got that spot on the Dragons. Well, yeah. Does wing? he keep the spot? Do you keep Nightingale on the bench the rest oh, of the year? Seems right. Weird. Right now, he does. And mm. things are working out pretty well for the Dragons in yeah. general. So. I'd go maybe man. I mean, by the same token, Katoa, we think we'll probably keep Edric Lee out of the team when Dugan comes back. Yeah. If Josh Dugan ever comes back for the Sharks. Just given that Edric Lee's now signed with Newcastle yeah. next year, and he's, he's done a pretty good job this year, to be fair, yeah. Edric Lee, but you wouldn't have him as an absolute you know, gun first-choice winger over... Um, I mean, obviously, once they're, they're full strength, you've got Holmes and you know, Katoa's the, the future, so I'm thinking Edric Lee probably misses out for Sione once they're back to full strength. Next question is from Kai Cantwell, who asks, Mahe Fenua out for Ewan Aitken or Jared Croker, thinking Croker may be a point of difference in hitting bigger points with the return of Josh Hodgson. Um, also Farah in for Jaden Sewer as a third hooker. Um, Aitken or Croker, I think I like Aitken. Aitken's been better this year. I don't mind that thinking of Croker. I've had Croker majority of the year, so. Have you been happy with that? Oh, well, he hasn't done that much, but. There's, I think we've touched on most yeah. podcasts throughout the year. Is not too many yeah. high-scoring centres um, yeah, within in fantasy. Mm. It's pretty much which one do you think is going to score? He's at 503, he averages, what, just under 36 points a game. Yeah. So, Aitken scored well when he scored tries. Croker will do the same. If they can score 48 points a game, the Raiders, they'll yeah, be... Yeah, exactly. You'll be laughing, but... So, mm. if Croker's a lot cheaper and if you feel like a pod, there's no, no harm in that one. Um... Farrah in for Sua, I think I like that as well. Um, yeah, yeah, I don't mind it. I think he's probably going to be a keeper, but he might not, so... <laughs> <laughs> Just be aware that there's a bit of a risk there. Yeah, don't mind that. Um, 
And last one from Mr. Not-So-Fantastic. Thinking Gutherson in for Mahe Fenua, unless you can suggest a cheaper option. Prospects on Manasi Fainu seems like limited minutes with uh, Matt Wright and Hocko on the Manly bench. Um, starting off with Guffo, as discussed, probably his best fantasy scoring spot is 5'8". I, like I said, picked him up a, on a bit of a whim. Um, he's been going all right. I think the first game I had him was pretty quiet, but he um, so he doesn't have too much trouble getting to 40, Gutho, and he's a bit underpriced compared to what we know he can produce. So um, could be a sneaky little point of difference, reserve, dual position option there that's, yep. that's not the worst. Yep, and Fino, as we've said, is more of a cash-out who... You know, hopefully we'll score 30 or more points a game. But if you're expecting too much more than that, mm. it might not happen. And like you said, with it's a good point actually. With Hawkinson and Matt Wright currently in in the 17 on the bench, um, we can pretty much rule out him playing 80 minutes a game. Certainly. Yeah. Um, don't know. Maybe, could Hawkinson's best spot be Hooker if he's not as mobile as he used to be? Could do a Peter Wallace and have a late part of his career at Hooker. I don't know. It's always a good. Um, a good tackler. He's, he's mm. sort of had a few problems on the edge with his lateral movement, but physically, he's, you know, he's, he's there to do tackle and passing. He's not yeah, going to yeah. open a game up from dummy half. No, um, they can't no. all be Damien Cook. <laughs> no, there's no one. There's no one as fast as Damien Cook. He's he's next level. Bit of a tangent, but um, yeah, to the the point of the question, Fanu, little bit of a risk. Probably should make some dollars in the short term. No chance he plays. 80 minutes, but a uh, bit of a cash-out option. Brings us to the end of uh, a very weighty podcast. Had a lot to get through in that one, um, especially after a week off. So thank you, everyone, for joining us. Good luck to your fantasy teams this weekend. Be sure to check back on NRL.com. We've got the fantasy preview show going up Wednesday afternoon. Um, the Lone Scout Q&A still to come, obviously, all the late mail. Um, Jamie Sow and Zach Bailey podcast on Thursday afternoon. Steve Renoff and... Um, Joel Gould up in Queensland on Wednesday afternoon. Um, thanks again to our sponsors, Yui, Know Your NRL, Prove It, enter the Yui Fan of the Week competition and you could win Yui Rewards partner vouchers each round. Go to yui.com.au slash NRL fans to see how. Thanks for joining us.